So today I want to talk about the tale of two boxes. The tale of two boxes. And the truth be known, we've all been locked up in a box for the last number of months. We've all been quarantined, sheltering in place, stay-at-home orders. We all, we've all been living in a box. And this is our bust-out day in a lot of ways. We're busting out of a box today. But I want to talk to you about the tale of two boxes. When you think about boxes, let me just give you a little, some introductory thoughts on boxes. When you think about boxes, different shapes, different sizes, different colors, a few boxes behind me. You think about what boxes do for us. Well, in a lot of ways, boxes are very positive. You know, boxes help us to stay organized. How many of you have boxes upon boxes at home in your garage, your basement, your closet? We have shoe boxes. That's a favorite box. We have little teeny boxes that rings and jewelry comes in. We love those boxes. We have big boxes for refrigerators and appliances. All shapes and sizes, all kinds of boxes. Boxes, boxes everywhere. Right? All kinds of boxes. And they keep us organized. They give us restrictions. They give us boundaries. You know, Eric and Alexa, hello. Eric and Alexa, our uh, son and daughter-in-law, are back from Australia. They got home a couple of days ago, and they wanted to be here in the worst way, but they're on quarantine in our basement right now. We're trying to have social distancing at home and sitting outside to visit and so on. And But the thing is, they're super glad to be home, but it's, it's a lot of changes for them. You know, they, they were living in Australia in a little apartment, a little box, And then they had to pack their suitcases and decide what to bring and what to leave. And they moved all their earthly goods in, was it six suitcases? Six suitcases. So boxes help you to know what to keep in and what to take out. What's important, what's not important, right? So boxes, boxes, the tale of two boxes. The the, the way this came to my heart was I was driving down Oakland on the way to church three or four months ago. And um, I looked over to my right, and there was a, a development that had been in there for a little bit, but it's, it's new, but it's been there for maybe a year or two. And um, it's for, like, you know, retirees. And I was just looking over, and I thought, oh, that's pretty. And I just got to thinking about those little apartments in there, and I thought about my mother as she was at that season of her life, and I thought about my dad. And my dad had a really nice little mobile home in Florida, And my mother lived in a really cool place in Florida called The Villages. And then she lived in assisted living here in Portage. And I just thought about them. And I thought about this place as I drove by, this really nice kind of like retirement place. And I'm driving on the way to church. And I thought, man, life is weird. Life is weird because it's the tale of two boxes. So I began to think about it. And I began to think about where we start And I want to take you guys on a journey of the boxes. And I want to talk to you about something that's really important because there's a lot of important things happening in our world today. I mean, we all know there's so many things happening. And it's so easy to get our minds on what's going on in the temporary life that we're all living and the things we're all facing. But I think God wants us to get perspective. I think the Lord wants us to keep that eternal perspective. Keep perspective on the boxes, the tail of two boxes. Here's the first one. First box. This is our very first box. 
This is the newborn crib box. That's the first box we all enter into this world and experience. It's our first box. We're living in a box. And then when we leave the hospital, we go home to our next box, our family home box. And in our family home box, usually there's a nursery with yet another box, our crib in the baby's nursery. And then we grow up a little bit, and then one day we go to kindergarten. Yay, another box. Who remembers your first day in kindergarten? The smells. Who remembers naps? Had to get your mat out. A little bottle of, or a little box of chocolate milk. Take your nap. Those were the days, huh? (laughs) Then from kindergarten, what do we do? Well, we grow up a little bit at home, and we get the bedroom with the bunk beds box. And then eventually we get to go to high school to a box. And then we play sports, possibly. There's no pictures for these, but you're in high school. Maybe you played sports on a tennis court. Oh, that's a box. Or maybe you were a swimmer. You're in a box. Or maybe basketball or football or wrestling or volleyball. Our life is a box. Have you ever thought we live in a box? You're in high school in a box. And then you graduate from high school and you go to college. Thank God you go to college. And guess what? You live in a box. Build the loft. How many of you had a doorman that looked kind of like that? (laughs) You graduate from college and you get your first job. Praise the Lord. You're an adult now. You get to be in another box. You're in the cubicle box. And then you've earned enough money to buy a home. Thank God you get to live in the family room box. Of course, you got to sleep. So you spend a lot of time in the bedroom box. And then you got to eat. You're spending equal amounts of time in the kitchen box. And then praise the Lord. You get to leave the box to come to another box. You go to church. The church box. Woo-woo! We're talking about the tale of two boxes. Perspective. In times like these. Well, then what happens? You sit in front of a box. For sports. For television. For movies. For Netflix. Well, guys, if you're lucky, or ladies, if you're lucky... You have a box, you have the man cave box, or the she shed. You get another box to get away from it all. And then when you're there, you get on your phone, so you can go to more boxes. Social media boxes. And then finally, you pack up the family. You're like, we can't take it anymore. We need to get out of here. We need to go on a vacation. Everybody jump in the box. (laughs) And then you come home and you get to go back to work because you're on a stay-at-home quarantine, work-from-home order. And there you have it, the Zoom boxes. Finally, you've lived enough life. It's time to retire 
You move to a retirement community to join the golf cart box community. Then eventually you enjoy some independent living with friends in the box. Playing bingo. Now this won't be everybody's story, but I'm just giving you generics here. And maybe near the very tail end, you're in another box, the assisted living box. Need a little help. And then maybe at the very, very end, thank God for great people like hospice, you go to the hospice box. And then, and a lot of us have walked this journey with parents, friends. And then at the very end, the last box. We are placed, our temporary bodies are placed in a casket, the wooden box. Our life is nothing but a box. We are living a boxed life. The tale of two boxes. The first box, we come into planet Earth, we're in a little crib. And the last box, casket, wooden box, and all the boxes in between. We're living life, and all of us right now are doing that very thing and making lots of decisions, lots of choices. And they're important ones. And I'm going to talk at the very end about one particular box, but... What I want to just take a moment to talk about, because it's the most important thing of all. All of this is important. All of these boxes are seasons. All of these boxes are years of our lives, years of our kids' lives. You know, it's, it's our life. It's what we're living. And they're all really important. But the truth be known, it's not the most important. It's not the most important of the boxes. I heard a story years ago, a statesman was asking a young teenage boy, he said, hey, what do you want to do, do when you grow up? He said, oh, well, I want to I grow up and I want to get my driver's license. And he said, the statesman said, and then what? Well, then I want to graduate from high school, and then what? And then I want to go to college, and then what? And then I want to get married, and then what? Well, then I want to get a job, and then what? Well, then I want to have kids, and then what? Well, then I want to retire, and then what? Well, then, I don't know, I guess I'll just die. And then what? That's a bigger question. And you guys have heard us say it many times. Of course, the Bible says that life on earth is just a blip. It's a blip on the radar screen. And we're all living in an unusual blip, no doubt about it. But the most important thing of all is where do we go after the last box? James said it this way. And I want you to take a look. Just talking about perspective today. Let's make sure we keep the right perspective. It's easy to be full of angst. It's easy to be full of fear. It's easy to be disappointed right now. It's easy to be discouraged right now. It's easy to, to get caught up in all of the political and all of the media and all of the craziness out there. So it's about perspective, keeping our eyes on the on the ball, keeping our eyes on what's really important. James said this, James 4, verse 13. He said, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Has this verse come into focus for all of us or what? 
Three months ago, we would have never dreamed we'd be in times like this. He says, we don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It's a bunch of boxes. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. You guys have seen this before, but let's just make sure we get perspective here. The tail of two boxes, the time between the first box and the last box. We're going to show you guys a picture. I want you to see this visual because I want you to see the time frame between the two boxes is this. That's it. First box, last box. Do you see it? First box, last box. All the stuff we're experiencing right now, all the difficulties, all the challenges, all the disheartenment, all, all the good stuff, all the difficult stuff. That's it. Talking about the tail of two boxes, it's this. It's a vapor. It's a mist. It's here. It's gone. Somebody else's names will be on the, on the front door. Somebody else's names will be at your cubicle. Somebody else's names will own your house. It's a tale of two boxes. And the most important thing is after the last box. What happens after the last box? Now, for you, I'm probably preaching to the choir in some ways here and even potentially online to a degree. But what about the people you know? Family, friends, coworkers. What about the people you know? Like for real, y'all, if we believe these scriptures, if we believe life is a mist, it's a vapor, then what happens after that last box for us and people we know? Now, here's the good news. I know somebody else who spent time in a box. Jesus Christ died on a cross for our sins 2,000 years ago. Your sin, my sin, All of us had sinned, and we were all separated from God because of sin. But Jesus died on a cross. They placed him in a box. And after three days, after paying the price that you and I owed for sin, after spending three days in hell as our substitute, the wages of sin is death. Jesus paid the price three days in hell, and then God raised him up, resurrected him. He came out of the box. Amen. He came out of the box. What does it mean to you and I? It literally just means through Jesus Christ, we can know for certain where we will spend eternity. Now, I want to read you these verses. You guys have heard these. But in the event you're watching, in the event someone shares this video, and you're like, hey, I... My life is in a box. I have no idea where I would go when I died. I didn't even think there was anything after this life. Maybe I believe in reincarnation. I'll come back as a cat. I don't know. I don't know what happens after this life. Listen, we want to encourage you. This whole church family, we want to encourage you today with what happens afterwards and how you can know for sure. And if you're here today and you don't know for sure, come on. As we begin this regathering process, there's no better time to make absolutely sure that you know for certain where you will spend eternity. This life is a vapor. 
But eternity is a long time. We're going to spend, come on, y'all think about it. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years on earth are a blip. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. Forever. And Jesus loves us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. He made sure that there was a way so that you and I would know. If we feel boxed in, if we feel boxed up, if we feel like, man, my life is nothing but a series of boxes. You could have the hope. You could have the assurance of eternal life. You could know because you know because you know that when you leave planet Earth, you're going somewhere for eternity. Here's what the Bible says in 1 John 5. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. It is crystal clear. He said, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the Son of God. It's important in these uncertain times, in this time of shaking, in this time of what does the future hold? It is so important to know, for you and I, to know that you have the Son, to know that you have eternal life. You know, you think about it, none of us would wish this for anyone. But you think about it, we've all watched it, and we can get so dull to it. It can just become like, oh, yeah, another 10,000 people died from covid I mean, how many people have died globally so far from COVID? I mean, it's a real thing. We get it. We're all doing social distancing, wearing masks. All that's important. But the truth is, y'all, those people went somewhere. When you leave the last box, you go somewhere. He who has the son has eternal life. You say, what's the church doing in these times? I'll tell you what we're doing. We're preaching the gospel. Amen. Because people go somewhere. You think about all the people that have perished just in the last few months. Where did they go? Had they heard the gospel? Had they rejected Jesus? Had they accepted Jesus? Like, was there a hospice nurse there? Was there somebody? God bless you guys in the hospital. God bless you guys in the hospital, in the medical profession. You thought you were a nurse. You thought you were a doctor. No, you're a missionary. You're there. You're in those moments. People's last moments. God bless the hospice caregivers. People go somewhere. The tale of two boxes. Romans 10. You say, how? How do I do it? What do I do? Here's how. This is the how. And I think it would be good for all of us to just sort of refresh our salvation in Christ. Keep that perspective. 
strengthen our foundation of salvation in Christ. But if you've never invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life, today's the day. Romans 10 says this. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. To be saved is a two-part equation. It's what you believe in your heart. I believe Jesus in you. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. I believe you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I believe you are coming again. I believe it. I believe you're alive. And part two, I confess with my mouth. Listen, heaven needs to have a record of your confession of faith. You've got to be able to say when you get to heaven, you've got to be able to say, Lord, play the tape. Press the play button, Lord. I, I said it. I believed it. I remember I did it. I was watching that one church service at that one church in Kalamazoo, and I prayed the prayer. Or God, I attended church a long time ago, and I prayed the prayer. Or I was in Sunday school as a kid, and I prayed the prayer. Lord, press play. Press that button. I've confessed. Jesus is the Lord of my life, unashamedly. Because Jesus went on to say, if you're ashamed of me, my father and I will be ashamed of you when you stand before the Lord. But if you're unashamed of me, I'll be unashamed of you. Come on, this is a time for Christians to stand up and be an unashamed Christian. Amen. You say, I boldly declare Jesus is the Lord of my life and I want him to be your Lord too. Because God so loved the whole world. And we're all sinners. And we all have the tail of two boxes. It doesn't matter who you are. We have the tail of two boxes. We're born into a box and we're going to leave out of a box. Amen. So I'm going to pray a prayer right now. So just um, if this fits your heart, and I believe it does. I believe there's some even in this room and watching online. It fits your heart. You're like, Jesus is not the Lord of my life. I've just been playing around with this thing. I've just been dorking around with this thing, trying to slide on by. But today, God's like, no, no, let's get perspective. Today, let's get it settled. Let's get it made right. If that fits you, then let's all pray this together. Say it with me. Say, dear God, I do believe that Jesus is your son. He came to this earth. He died on a cross for me. And I do believe you raised him from the dead. And he is seated at your right hand. God, I do believe that one day Jesus will come again. So today, Lord, hit record. Today, I declare, I confess, Jesus Christ, be the Lord of my life. From this moment forward, I openly declare, Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. 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 Come on. Amen. Listen, when you get to heaven, if today was your day, you just say, Lord, press play. What's today's date? June 28th. Lord, June 28th, 2020, 928 AM Eastern time. Rewind the tape, press play. Today's my day. I know for sure. He who has the son has the life. 
Amen. Now, Father, help us. Help all of us to live it. Help us to be the Christians. You've called us to be in a dark and crooked world that needs the light of Jesus. And all the people said, amen. Now, finally, that's the most important thing. That's why I did the altar call and all of that first. It's the most important thing. We're talking about the tale of two boxes. Talking about our life is a But you're like, I'm in the middle. I'm not at the first box, and I'm not at the last box. Please, Lord. (laughs) I'm in the middle. I'm in lots of different boxes in the middle. But there's a story in the Bible about some guys that faced a box in the middle. Paul and Silas faced a box in the middle. They were in prison, in an inner prison, in the middle of a box. And I'll tell you their story. Here's what it says. They were severely beaten, Paul and Silas. They were thrown into prison and the jailer commanded to guard them securely. You ever felt boxed in, no way out? Come on, Jeff and I have even talked during this whole stay home thing. We're like, let's get out of here. We're like, where do we go? You know, I mean, go a few places now, but let's get on a cruise ship. Nope, can't do that. Let's go to Florida. Nope, they're increasing in, you know, cases right now. Let's go to Arizona. Nope. Where do you go if you feel boxed in? Well, the Apostle Paul did. And maybe your boxed in feeling isn't where you could go. It's just, you might feel like I'm in a box in my health. I'm trapped in a box that's affecting my health. I'm trapped in a box that's affecting our finances. God, I'm in a box. I'm in a prison. The Apostle Paul was too. The jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and undaunted. Paul and Silas, verse 25, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God. While all the other prisoners listened to their worship, suddenly a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. All at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Now we talk a lot about break every chain and the chains all came loose and that's true. There was a suddenly, God did something suddenly. And I don't know how it works. I just know from experience and from the Bible. When you're in a tough place, when you're in a box, and you don't see a way out, you can say, God, I feel like Paul and Silas. And I don't know how to fix it. Now, of course, we use wisdom. We follow the spirit. We do whatever he tells us to do. But we all face situations. I don't know what else to do. We're in a box. We're boxed in. What do we do? What do we do? Curl up in a corner and just go, oh, well. What do we do? Pour a vodka? Smoke a joint? What do we do? We have to do what Paul and Silas did. We have to go back to the Bible and go, God, If we ever needed you, it's now. If we ever need a revival, if we ever needed God on the scene, in our nation, in our lives, it is now. Some of you high school graduates, some of you college graduates, you didn't get to have your graduation this year. That is disappointing. Some of you had a wedding planned. You didn't get to enjoy all the normal stuff. That is disappointing. That is a box. And the devil tries so hard to keep us in a box of disappointment. We all have experienced it. 
at different levels. We have all experienced it in these last three months. Very discouraging. You're on the verge of tears. You're like, I'm not even a crier. You're on the verge of tears all the time. We're in a box. And the enemy's trying to keep us discouraged and down and despondent. And sometimes you have to do what the apostle Paul and Silas did undaunted. They prayed and they began to sing. And maybe it wasn't that pretty. I drove around in a little prayer drive yesterday. I was a little discouraged. I said, God, I have to practice what I preach. I went for a couple hour drive. Just praying. I had some worship music on. And some different songs would come on. And you know, I wasn't jumping up and down. I wasn't hollering. I was just praying. And by faith, I'm singing. Amen. I'm just singing. Because when you've done everything you know to do, you stand. What do you do? You You stand what? You stand and sing. That's it. I mean, you do all the stuff God leads you to do, and you're wise and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, what do you do? You keep your eyes on the Lord. You sing. And you let him bust you out of the box. You let him suddenly bring the earthquake, so to speak, to bust you out of the box. Here's what it says in Psalm 98. So go ahead, everyone, and shout your praises with joy. Break out of the box and let loose with the most joyous sound of praise. Sing your melody of praise to the Lord and make music like never before. What kind of season is this? We're talking about the tale of two boxes. I think this is a season after today. We're going to sing now, but after today. I think this is a season for all of us. Get in your box. Get in your car. Get in your bedroom. Get in your closet. Get alone with the Lord. This is a season to get alone with the Lord. Put on some worship music. And from your heart, you pray, you sing to the Lord, and let God be God, let God bring the freedom, let God break the chains, and let God set us free from the box. Amen.